Oddity Files is brought to you by ThatWitchBeauty.com. Self-care potions for the weirdo who wants more out of life. Small batches made with all-natural organic ingredients with moon-charged water and crystal-infused. Energy potions, smokeless smudge sprays, and even a real love potion made with real pheromones. Head to thatwitchbeauty.com and you'll find out the magic is in you too. Be fierce. Be fearless. Be unapologetically you. Thatwitchbeauty.com and we're back and we're back calcium deposits on our wrists and shit that's <laughs> what's going on between episodes over here yep. in the cyberspace in the zoom room if you will. Um, welcome back, kids, to another episode of Oddity Files, the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. Yes, we're back. Children, have you sent in your stories? I'm just hearing crickets out there. Nobody's... I know, I hear nothing. <laughs> OddityFilesCrew at gmail.com. We can't have... You can't just leave it all up to Brittany and Corey and Evan and Ursula and these like five people that send in stories. Kids, I know we have more listeners than that. Not many, but we do have more than five listeners. So send in those stories to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. So, uh, Nick, I uh, remember how you read a story last time um, from Brittany Freeman. Yes. I had seen her not that long ago. When we had our, our spooky tour at the Mason Lodge 666 in Irvington, Indiana. Uh, it, it, Irvington, Indianapolis, Indiana, because that's hard to say. Um, and, oh, my God, it was so cool. That's out. I, I just want to go. I mean, I keep seeing all these events happening, and I keep wanting to attend all of them. But we are multiple states away. Multiple. Um, I need to just just strap in and and come to one very soon yes just i i have a guest room it's 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 empty now my daughter was living with me for about a month so but it's it's cleaned and empty and um yes you are always welcome so anytime you just get your ass up here and i'll I'll put you up and we'll go see some spooky shit how's that sound deal so uh we started off with a spirit session at hampton design designs studio and shop i always screw up that name um and ursula was there speaking of people who send in stories that are wonderful human beings that's guilt people just in case you were wondering (laughs) i get to meet her her lovely fiance amy we did a spirit box session and um the owners of hampton designs studio and shop uh they're a gay couple, which is wonderful. They have drag shows there all the time. But we turned on the spirit box and it yells out, the lesbians. I kid you not. All right, then. So Ursula's mom came through and it was beautiful. That's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a, a beautiful, beautiful night. Um, several people had family members come through. But at one point, I swear I heard the word bacon over and over again. And one of our sponsors uh, who had brought the food for the evening is Send a Friend Lasagna here in Indianapolis. And I was talking with Stephanie, the owner of that, and she was talking about some new recipe she was working on or something. And I said, that's it, Stephanie. You've got to add bacon to the newest lasagna. Come to find out, we had an historian of the building there with us because she would later give us a tour of the Masonic Lodge, 666. And um, she took me aside after the spirit session was done. And she's like, remember how you kept saying you thought you heard bacon over and over again? Well, uh, the man who was a big part of this building being built, his last name was Bacon. Wow. And I'm like, girl, why didn't you say something during the spirit session? Because that would have been amazing. Now you're taking me aside. Now nobody's going to believe what I'm saying. (laughs) Anywho, wow. So cool. That is. Did you, uh, complete, uh, almost derailing side note here. Did you see Nightmare Alley? Mm, I don't think so. Is it a movie or a TV show? It's it's on HBO Max now, but it's about carnies and bradley cooper's in it and he is like a like a medium like a spirit medium and it's very I, I don't know it was very reminiscent like you just telling that story reminded me a lot of of just sort of that that idea that yeah if someone waits till after and tells you something it's like no tell it in front of all these people who yes. are here because in that setting they'll believe me and not think it's a trick and you know, it's in private, and I repeat it later. It's like, hmm. Yeah, I did. I did tell our historian um, during the tour. I'm like, can you tell everyone what you told me about Mr. Bacon, please? <laughs> yep, <laughs> from your lips to God's ears, please tell everybody what you told exactly. me. <laughs> Um, We are going to be heading back and doing the same little get together again with the spirit session in Hampton Design Studio and Shop and the spooky tour of the Masonic Lodge 666. It's going to be in August. So head to ParanormalCrossroad.com. Last time it sold out in three days. Um, I can't announce a date yet uh, because we're leaving it up to people who have been to the previous event. And we'd like Adam, the owner's friends, to have a chance to get tickets before we release them publicly. But if it has not, it will sell out again. So we're definitely going to do several more events at in Irvington. I love it. It's I cannot wait to, to go to Halloween there. They shut down the entire area and have this huge huge celebration uh they embrace the paranormal and the weird and the gays and everybody in irvington and i fucking love it so much i could if i could find a nice big plot of land there i'd move there in a heartbeat but it's a neighborhood and people are just and wonderful people in irvington but still too close to my personal space (laughs) um guys i wanted to let you know how proud i am of the fact that That Which Beauty is now in retail stores, and I want to tell you where to get it. So please, if you are in South Lake Tahoe, I have a list so I don't forget anybody, I want you to head to Botanical Arts Company, 
She's a lovely human being who has this beautiful little plant shop and art supplies. Oh, Hampton Design Studio and Shop also carries That Witch Beauty products because they are awesome as well. And as I said, they're in Irvington, Indianapolis. Soul Purpose is now carrying That Witch Beauty products in Halifax, Massachusetts. That's the rub, the uh, my massage, not parlor. But my massage spa and therapy place um, here in Bloomington, Indiana, asked to be exclusively carry That Witch Beauty in Bloomington. And this later this year and throughout the festival season, Spooky Grandmas is going to be carrying That Witch Beauty products. And and we're worldwide, people. We are in Canada. We are in the UK, in Canada. We are in Ontario at Range of Motion Massage Therapy. Ooh. And in the UK, we are in Little Dean Gloucester, Gloucester, whatever, at Nightingale Cross. I am so appreciative of all these amazing retail outlets. And you guys, there's more coming soon. But we'll talk about that when it happens. You can find all of these people on Facebook. Please give them a like. And if you're anywhere near these places, please pop in. Tell them how much you appreciate uh, supporting your favorite witch who likes weird shit. (laughs) 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 And if you're nowhere near those places, head to thatwitchbeauty.com. I'm adding new products all the time. I, I mean, I, I I can't even stop myself. It's freaking re- I Actually, I had to reel it in and take it back because I'm having the labels now mass produced. So it's made me have to think before I release shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on all the socials at That Witch Beauty. Please and thank you. I appreciate you. Boom. Nick, what you got? I got nothing. Listen, uh... If you have any ugly. information, did you find out anything? If you have any information on ugly, please uh, oddity files. Oddity files crew at gmail.com. Please send me your full write up, a uh, full, full police report of dossier. Heck, <laughs> get the hashtag trending. What happened to ugly? Yes. Um, and let's get to the bottom of this because it's all I care about right now. Uh, in my life. It's all I have. It's been two weeks, people. He's still obsessed. I'm still obsessed. And listen, it's not we all need closure in our lives. We need it. You I know. need it. I need it. I can't move okay. on. How can I move on if I don't know what happened? Can somebody just come out it's with a, possible. A, a fizzy water <laughs> dr- flavored drink called Pretty? Can we just do that? So and, and it has to taste just like ugly. <laughs> I mean, basically, they didn't even offer me a chance to save it. That's what kills me. (laughs) Things have to have been real bad if they just dipped out. I need to know. Audifilescrew at gmail.com. If you're not sending a listener story, you need to send a full report on what happened to ugly drinks. Please. (laughs) And thank you. Because Nick is not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. He's not sleeping at all. Not sleeping. I'm, I'm sad. I need this. I'm not going to stop talking about it until someone gets to the bottom of it. Or I do. If I do, I'll leave it alone. But until then, you're going to hear about it.
<laughs> oh, poor, poor Nicolas. Poor Nicolas. Uh. Um, let's. <laughs> Uh, let me just double check my notes. I saw today, I took a picture of it because I was really pissed off when I saw it because um, I had recently posted a, a story about Bigfoot saving a little girl who was lost in the forest. But this, this fucking redneck, sorry if you're from the South, you'll understand why I'm upset. You know, you got the Sasquatch pictures on the back of your SUV or whatever it is. This one was carrying two, what are those machine guns? AK-2052s? I don't know. A, machine, Bigfoot carrying machine guns or whatever those weapons are. I was pissed because we all know he just wants a hug. That's all he wants. However, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that's all he wants. However, I mean, if I were Bigfoot, I'd have guns too because people kind of suck. Yeah, that's... I mean, listen, there's always somebody, right? Like, that was sort of where Jurassic Park was going, is that eventually they were supposed to get, like, half dinosaur, half human hybrid <laughs> hybrids with guns was actually the plot of Jurassic Park 4. So... No! I, yeah. That's so dumb! There's concept art of these uh, human dinosaur hybrids with guns on the internet, if you just Google it. Oh, my God. Speaking of movies, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but I really want to see it. The Foo Fighters uh, horror movie. Oh, yeah. Studio 666. I haven't seen it yet. Have you heard anything good or bad otherwise? I, I had friends who saw it who said it was super fun and a really good time at the movies. Uh, they were probably one in like maybe 100 people who actually went to the theater and saw it. Well, I mean, I'm going to wait till it comes out on demand. It should have been. I, I totally respect the Foo Fighters and like wanting to put it in theaters. I yeah. only I'm I think it's great. Uh it would have done so much better if it had been on demand and in theaters at the same time. Yeah. I yeah. just would have I, I just so much better. I just feel like that's the way it's going and Hollywood needs to deal with it. Yeah. It's very niche though. Like I feel like even though it's it's horror comedy and it looks great in that like the red band trailer like it looks real gory and a lot of practical practical effects and stuff and all the actors who are in it along with the Foo Fighters are great but it's still I think it's very much targeted a lot of the marketing was very much targeted to Foo Fighters fans and not necessarily oh. horror fans and I think that was a huge disservice because I love Foo Fighters as a as people and I love Dave Grawl as a human being, but I've never been a big Foo Fighters person. So for me, I'm oh, like, oh, eh. see, I am. Yeah, I'm a huge Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters fan. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know that what Foo Fighters are were like, it was paranormal activity from World War II, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Just want to make sure we were on the same page there. <laughs> That's not why I like them. I mean, yeah, Dave Grohl's hot, but... I, I enjoy their music. Um, let's throw it over to some paranormal in the news. This one was sent to us by our good friend, Ursula Good. This is Ursula's episode, apparently. Um, owner hired ghost hunters to perform a seance for haunted pet shop. A pet shop owner in Coventry, England, requested ghost hunters to investigate her story and hold a seance after CCTV footage showed various items flying from shelves 
and orbs floating around the store. 43-year-old Rebecca Harrington, who runs Purdy's Pet Shop for more than two years, said the strange activity began just two months after opening. She said she checked the store's CCTV footage after customers said they saw a shadow and felt tugging. The footage showed Harrington checking out a customer as a bag of dog treats fell off the shelf. Another clip showed a cat toy spontaneously falling off a shelf while no one was nearby. Harrington also said a vacuum that was previously broken randomly turned on without anyone touching it. In a video, she showed an employee turn the vacuum on and off as it continued to work. I had to reread that that sentence twice. So I guess it stayed on the whole time the employee turned it on and off. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was written very Britishly, if that's a word. After reviewing the unexplainable incidents, Harrington contacted Hideous History Walking Tours to hold a seance <laughs> after she said her staff was too frightened to work alone in the store. Hideous History. History walking tours. All these names, the Purdy Pet Shop and the Hideous I, Harry. <laughs> just like. Fucking a, love the UK. Is this a Dr. Seuss book or the UK? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, shit, I'll do it next time. But uh, That Which Beauty is going to be in Canada and the UK as well. Anyway. Oh, tune in next week on Oddity Files. Or two weeks from now. <laughs> a seance is an attempt for a human to communicate with the spirit world. So, seance is ghost hunting. We all know that. It's my favorite thing in the world. Harrington recalled an instance where some customers came into the store with their German shepherds who became spooked and would not go near a part of the shop. The dog's owners said they did not normally behave that way. Since the ghost hunters were familiar customers, she said they organized the seance to raise money for charity. That's so sweet. Those hideous, haunted history people. (laughs) But she did say the experience was weird and that as one of the hunters left the room, orbs began following her as she became distressed. We all know how I feel about orbs. It was just dust, honey. It's that vacuum (laughs) kicking that dust up. They think it's a male that used to live here, Harrington said. It's been a shop for the past 40 or 50 years, so we think it may have been bombed in the war as Coventry was bombed heavily. She also added she did not used to believe in ghosts and that she often finds herself trying to find logical explanations for some of the weird happenings. After news of the seance spread, curious passers-by have stopped by the pet store to see if they could witness some paranormal activity. Customers also ask if there will be another seance. But Harrington said if there is, she wants no part of it. That's from Newsweek.com. Thanks, Ursula. That is, again, all the... (laughs) I don't know. I feel like... Uh, you open a new business and like the doors are open for that short of time and and that's the shit hits the fan that quickly (laughs) apparently every other shop was fine for the last 40 or 50 years this ghost just does not like the purdy pet shop (laughs) i can't even i can't even people are so fucking witty i love it oh my goodness oh story i you know 
a thing happened. This is the first uh-huh. time I think in podcast history that a, that a thing happened. A thing live. A thing happened live right now, and I don't know if it's going to eat up a lot of this specific episode, but uh-huh. I feel like. I have to read this because this is very, very interesting. So there's a filmmaker. His name is Scott Derrickson. And a lot of people listening to this podcast probably know him as the director of Doctor Strange, the writer and director of The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is one of the better, uh, one of the best, I would say, exorcism movies next to like The Exorcist. And then also a movie, a little movie called Sinister, which... Uh, starring the great Ethan Hawke. That's a pretty spooky movie. He tweets a lot of specific things about fun facts, behind the scenes stuff, all that. In 2014, he made a movie that was called Deliver Us from Evil. And Eric Bana is in it, and it's about a New York police officer who investigates a series of crimes, and then he joins forces with a priest... And ends up combating possessions that basically, like a series of possessions that are triggering these crimes that take place in the city. It's a really cool movie if you haven't seen it. It's very, very cool. Um, The actor in it, a lot of people also might know. I know from one of my favorite movies of all time. His name's Sean Harris. He's in uh, Mission Impossible. He's in Harry Brown, Macbeth. He's in The Green Knight. Uh, He is in so many things. And... Just now came across my Twitter feed is this story of Sean Harris in a specific scene in this movie, Deliver Us From Evil. And the story is about how he basically got into character to be possessed by a spirit. And it's very compelling. First Um, of all, what's this guy's Twitter handle? Because I need to follow him. Scott Derrickson. He's just at Scott Derrickson on Twitter. Okay. Um, so this is a story. Scott Derrickson tweeted, here's an amazing story about the incomparable Sean Harris and this particular scene, which he shares the little clip of the possession from my possession exorcism movie, deliver us from evil. Sean was incredibly committed to playing the role of the possessed. And when we did this specific scene, he literally went into some kind of trance state. For the remainder of shooting that night, he did some truly remarkable acting. I especially love the bone-chilling exchange in Spanish with the great Edgar Ramirez. The improvised sound Sean makes with his mouth is just so freaky. And this scene is actually linked in this specific Twitter thread. And this just was released like an hour ago. Oh, wow. After wrapping, uh, shooting that night, Sean had to have dozens of prosthetic makeup effects removed from all over his body. I was still on set about to leave when one of the makeup artists ran in pale and shaking and said, quote, you have to come to the makeup trailer. Something's wrong with Sean. Oh, snap. I ran to the trailer where all of the artists were standing at a distance from Sean, terrified. His head was lolling around and he was, for lack of any better phrase, speaking in tongues. It literally sounded like some mysterious language. I tried to get him to engage with me, but only managed to get him to stop 
uh, get him to stop speaking altogether. I stayed while they finished removing his prosthetics, then had two reliable crew members drive him home and make sure he got into bed and stay with him until he fell asleep. Oh, wow. When he arrived on set the next day, I asked him about the previous night. He said the last thing he remembered was that during the forehead stigmata shot, he experienced, quote, a kind of expansion and then a pop in his consciousness. What? He had no memory of the hour shooting we uh, of shooting we did after that, or anything in the makeup trailer, or even going home and going to sleep. Sean is no nonsense and very direct. As I told him all that occurred, he didn't seem at all bothered by it, and to this day, it remains one of the most upsetting yet also awe-inspiring things I've ever seen as a filmmaker. That so, is, yeah. <laughs> that's my mind blowing up right now. Um, I it's it's so and I just gave this a very quick glance right before I read it. It's so interesting to me, and it brings up almost this sort of idea of meth, like method acting. Yeah. That. I have seen things before. There's a documentary I saw, and I believe I've talked about this on the podcast. There was a documentary that I saw years ago of this sort of televangelist who refuses to say he's a televangelist. And he has uh, three daughters, and the daughters are uh, exorcists, basically. And they go around the country to very poor parts of different countries, and they attend the churches, and they exorcise people. Um, who are who who feel that they're possessed? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the documentary, it was, it's a Vice documentary. They basically position the, the documentary is tasteful, but it kind of shows them as being frauds. They're very performative for the okay. sake of just getting a rise out of people. And it's almost like these this televangelist who leads this the the daughter of exorcist he has, like push these people to this point. Where mentally they can like let themselves go and almost enter the trance that Sean Harris did in this movie, in the scene. And then they exercise them and it's very performative in this whole thing. So it brings up a really interesting topic of like, is there a point where exorcisms, like where's the line of is yeah. it performative and truly a mental trance that we get in a state that we force ourselves in or is it truly something paranormal i've honestly for the past several years have thought it is it is part mental illness part more mental than paranormal i i think people get so worked up about something um and in turn need to be talked down and that's that's what an exorcism is to me. It's almost like they need therapy more than they need holy water thrown at them. I mean, I'm going right. to get a lot of hate mail for that. It's oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. But that's my <laughs> belief. And the more I, I learn about paranormal activity and demon possession, and it's it just leans to me as it is, it's a mental state 
people end up in. And, yeah. and like I've said a million times, I've been to all these locations where demons are allegedly there, and I've never run into these demons. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. And and I and I think there's validity to the fact that if it is some sort of like demonic, paranormal, supernatural possession, that that could very well be a thing that if there's like a... a uh, we think about Latoya Amans, right? Like we mm-hmm. think about that level. But yeah. hearing this story from set of someone who was putting, you know, putting themselves into a state to perform. Yeah. It's, I mean, we hear, we've heard it through like music as well. We've heard it on, on some musicians will put themselves in that place as well. But I don't know. I, it just, it's, it's an interesting, it brings something interesting and fresh to the conversation. Um, and I think there's something new that can be discussed when we talk about exorcisms just from this specific story so Mm -hmm. i just had to share it i love it i think it's great and i don't know that i've actually come out and said that i've thought it for a very long time and i've told certain people don't think i've actually said it on the podcast (laughs) i do not believe in demonic possession i mean granted if i'd seen um uh the little Amon's kid running up the wall, I might have a different story, but I didn't. Um, but I, I think people, they hit this. Let me just put it like this. I keep hitting my head on my microphone. I'm possessed. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think demons, and I'm going to point to my head as I say this, are in here. I don't think that they're roaming the earth or crawling all over the earth or in the basement of Bobby Mackey's. I literally, this goes back to my whole spiritual movement kick that I'm on and the life that I live now, but demons are literally in our heads and we let them build up. And sometimes it turns into something you have no control over anymore. Right. And and again, I think there's definitely a line. I mean, there was just the recent study, I think, a couple of days ago I saw uh, of someone who, I guess, in from this article that I read, and I'm paraphrasing, I could be wrong, but I guess we've never had someone hooked up, had their brain hooked up while they were living and as they were dying. And I guess, like, the whole life flashes before our eyes thing that we all say happens mm-hmm. when we pass on uh, that scientifically it like neurons in the brain, like this person who was hooked up to the machine, like there were all this, there was all this activity that was happening right before they passed. And so I think maybe if we can find someone who will do a study and who will take it seriously enough, if we can look at kind of the neural brain waves and how that connects to, let's say an exorcism what that would look like and if we can alexa was talking i really thought there was a demon in here Mm. so sorry (laughs) alexa dismiss you look genuinely terrified (laughs) i'm gonna have to screen grab that i was like (laughs) you look genuinely terrified oh my so sorry but yes i agree yeah i think scientifically i'd love to see just the if you strip away the walking on walls the floating the projectile vomiting and stuff like that and just look at the speaking in tongues, sort of that the state that you're in, that what Sean Harris was in in this specific scene. If we can look and see what that looks like, um, scientifically and professionally yeah. speaking, I, I think that it would open our eyes to 
more that we're not aware of because yes. the brain is such a fascinating place and the mind as well. So I, for one, am down to see that study. I'm not going to lie because I'm, I'm not going to say there are no demons. I've just never seen the proof that makes yeah. me go, oh, shit. I better go say three Hail Marys or whatever yeah. the prayers I, I are think, that I don't do. I think evil, I think there's a difference between evil and demons. And I think that there is a lot of evil in this world. Oh, and dead and alive. How how it it manifests and, and what happens to it, the energy that it gives off, the energy that it leaves behind, that's sort of up to our own interpretation and how we view it. But yes, I think I'm... Uh, it's a very, it's like the heaven hell argument it's like i think hell was a concept and i think heaven is a place that when we pass on regardless of what kind of person you are i think the idea of spiritualism and the energy and where it goes i think energy does go somewhere it doesn't go to some burning pit with snakes and all this other horrific stuff and Tom Ellis. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm disappointed. Son of a... Uh, very well said, though. Anyway. Thank you. Anyway. I love it. I love it. Um, Do we have a paranormal story from a listener? <laughs> we might. We might not. Um, I, I don't know if we've done it before. We're not 100% sure if this one's been read before or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send it in your fucking stories. We can do it if you want. It's it's a quick one, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's, I like Let's a, just do it real quick. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think we might have done this before, but if we have and you're a new listener, uh, surprise. You're, and if, if we have and you're an old listener, send in surprise. your fucking stories. <laughs> Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Okay, this story goes like this. So my husband suffers from sleep paralysis every once in a while, which is something we talk about quite often on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that everyone knows what sleep paralysis is, but in short, as my husband explained to me, he falls asleep and is in that state of half asleep, half awake, but he cannot move. He can move his eyes, but the rest of his body is still. He said one night he went to bed as usual, fell asleep and started to have a dream, of course, quickly realizing he was in a state of sleep paralysis. During this, he's looking around the room and sees a dark, shadowy figure walking towards the bedroom door to his room. He says the figure walks into his bedroom very slowly and just stands at the foot of his bed for a good solid minute and then turns around and walks out just as slowly as he came in. Nope. He just, <laughs> nope. He described the man as so tall he had to duck to get in the doorway to the bedroom. That's horrifying. In a trench coat and a large top hat and no facial features whatsoever. So here I am thinking, why is my husband dreaming about a creepy Abe Lincoln? <laughs> so I decided to Google it and figure it out uh, and figure out if this was some sort of symbolism thing. Never in a million years did I think that there are numerous accounts all over the world of people seeing this exact same figure during a sleep paralysis episode. People described, including my husband, as a tall, completely black, shadowy figure that wears some type of long jacket, large top hat, and just looms over your bed, or sometimes directly over top, uh, over top you, staring you directly in the face while you struggle to grasp what is real and what's not. Y'all are amazing. Much love and positive, spot. positive vibes. Cap Pratt. Cap Pratt. 
Love it. Um, that's terrifying. Yes, it's very scary. I'm um, not a not a fan. And I mean, is it really mass hysteria if she had to actually look that up on the internet and and she nor her husband knew that that was a thing? It's uh, I, I don't it know. I legitifies mean, legitifies it for me. Yeah, I feel like it. There's got to be something to it, like that. Maybe there's something about the commonality that we share with of the things that we fear as a collective. Um, and it's sort of like the Slender Man idea is that Slender Man was scary to everybody. For some reason, we fear things that are bigger than us. For some reason, um, uh, we fear men more than we fear women. Um, I mean, I know why, because men are terrible, but. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's an obvious statement. So are women. <laughs> and I think, you know, the trench coat, the idea of that we fear the past as well. I think we fear the past more than we fear the future um, and almost more than we fear the present. I think there's just something about the past that it being a place that feels so foreign to us where the future we can look ahead and see that we have all of the things around us. But the past, we it's all stripped away. We don't have it. Maybe those three things clumped together make... I, I don't know. That's just a guess. It's been a hot minute since you've got all philosophical twice in <laughs> twice, one episode. God damn, I missed it. Don't ever let it go that long again. That was very well said. I love that. I mean, I, I the past scares me because I don't have my cell phone. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah. We feel, <laughs> we, we're afraid of the things that make us feel helpless. We're afraid of the things that are bigger than us. Um, and, and we're afraid of like, yeah, not having our safety blankets or cell phones and, and apparently Abe Lincoln, we're all afraid of Abe Lincoln. I don't know. I don't get it. He seemed like a really nice guy to me. Guys, check out all things oddity files at flow.page slash oddity files. Shout out to our executive producers, uh, Donald Blanchflower. Ryan Hoke. Hey, give our sponsor, thatwitchbeauty.com, a visit today. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Where does the new cool? And I'm Nick Floyd. Ghost on. And on and on and on. And on and on. Oh, you gave the finger guns. That was a good idea. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Head to flow.page slash oddity files for all things oddity files. Links to our merch links to our sponsors, links to all the things, Oddity Files. We appreciate your continued support. We appreciate you spreading the word. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you're listening. Again, all things Oddity Files at flow.page slash Oddity Files. Theme music provided by James Grice, edited by me. Take care. We'll see you next time. No, you won't. You'll hear us next time. Bye.